Welcome to 2023. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. heavens. Praise him in the heights. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. have searched us and you know us. You know when we sit and when we rise. You perceive our thoughts from afar. You discern our going out and our lying down. You are familiar with all our ways. Before a word is on our tongues, you, Lord, know it completely. Such knowledge is too wonderful for us, too lofty for us to attain. We praise you, O Lord. We adore you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
the name of Christ and his church, I bid you welcome to the First Presbyterian Church of Philadelphia this first Lord's Day of the new year. We give thanks for our choir master, Andrew Sin, and our choir for their gifts shared today in worship. I remind you that this is God's house and that here all are welcome. We mean our word of hospitality and welcome as simply as we may offer it with no qualifications. All are welcome. We are glad and grateful together in Christ's name. We come now to our call to confession. The proof of God's amazing love is this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Because we have faith in him, we dare with confidence to approach God. Let us ask God to forgive us. O oh Lord, as the new year is born, we remember and regret. Forgive us, Holy One, when we keep you at a distance, when we defy your bidding, when we make it harder for people to know you. Forgive us, Holy One, when we deny our weakness, when we wallow in our weakness, when we take advantage of the weakness of others. Forgive us, Holy One, when we refuse your counsel, when we waste your gifts, when we withhold your compassion from others.
Our first scripture lesson is from the letter to the Hebrews. Chapter 2, beginning with verse 10. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, in bringing many children to glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one Father. For this reason, Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I, and the children whom God has given me. Since therefore the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For it is clear that he did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every respect, so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself was tested by what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. Here ends the first reading. The Gospel lesson is taken from Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 13. Now after the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there 
until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. This is the word of the Lord. pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock 
and our Redeemer. Amen. When Pastor Barron asked me to preach on this Sunday of New Year's Day, I immediately thought, what a good day to preach. I can talk about new beginnings and new life and second and third chances, newness in all its glory and manifestations positively and hopefully. But that was before I read the lectionary text in Matthew about the massacre of the infants shortly after Jesus' birth. Maybe you're feeling somewhat hungover from a New Year's Eve of revelry, and you came to church or tuned in to hear a positive word of newness from my mouth. But alas, the Matthew text has taken you by surprise also, and you're wondering, where in the world do we go from here? So I believe it is time to examine closely what our real, in this time and this space, response to the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day just a week ago might be. After all the glitter and glamour have passed away. To do that, let us revisit the Christmas story again and see anew what responses there were to the birth of Jesus. Firstly, the shepherds. Their response to the angels' news in the beginning was fear. According to Luke, they were terrified. Then upon coming to the manger, they later glorified and praised God for all they had heard and seen. Secondly, the wise men or magi who were astrologers or early astronomers saw the star rising and followed it to Bethlehem to pay homage to the child, born king of the Jews as they believed. A further response was to give gifts to the child, gold for a king, frankincense for a priest, and myrrh for his death and resurrection to come as Savior of the world. But not all responses to Jesus' birth were so positive. King Herod, who parallels the world, those outside the faith, 
cannot bear the hint of another king or one with absolute authority in the world. He then had slaughtered all the children who were two years old or under in and around Bethlehem. This is one response of a greedy, power-obsessed, prideful despot to the birth of the Christ child. I'm sure there were other responses to Jesus' birth, including some of mere apathy, not to caring one way or the other, or not knowing what had gone on in the stable in Bethlehem on Christmas Day. They simply went about their lives as if nothing of any importance had happened. So, what is our response to the birth of Jesus now that we're a week from Christmas and have successfully entered another new year. What positive responses can we have to the birth of Christ one week and over 2,000 years ago today? The so-called happiest time of the year now gives way to winter darkness, cold, and bleakness, and we may now find ourselves wanting to huddle around the fireplace and let the world out there in winter pass on by, hopefully and apathetically, without affecting us one way or the other. First, our response to the good news of Christmas is to have faith and to believe what had come to pass 2,000 and plus years ago. As Mary responded when the angel appeared to her to say she would have a child by the Holy Spirit, she affirmed, let it be with me according to your word. When the angel appeared to Joseph, Joseph responded by taking Mary, though already pregnant by the Holy Spirit, to be his wife. It's like the holiday song. If you just believe, but not so much that Santa or even giving is the spirit of Christmas, but that Jesus, born on Christmas Day, is King, Priest, and Savior of all people, and is the spirit of Christmas 
whereby we live and move and have our being. A second response we might have today to the birth of Jesus is to come. Let us adore him, to worship him as did the Magi and the shepherds by coming to church or worshiping online, singing praises to his holy name, praying for his kingdom on earth and his kingdom to come, proclaiming Christ as God, God's self, who came to earth in human form as a baby at Christmas, who lived and walked among the people for 30-plus years, teaching, preaching, healing, and being the perfect example we should follow. We believe he then died a sacrificial death on the cross, taking our sins upon himself, then rising from the dead, conquering death and evil. He now sits at the right hand of the Father, where one day he will come again to redeem all his creation from sin and death. This is the good news we are to proclaim and live out as we respond to Jesus' birth in our worship and our witness. Finally, a third response to the good news of Jesus is to trust and obey him, as the old hymn says. In our scripture lesson today, three times Joseph and Mary responded positively to the angel's admonition to flee first to Egypt, then to Israel, and finally to Nazareth in Galilee. Egypt was often a place of refuge in scripture, as it was for an earlier Joseph and then Moses in the Old Testament. But Egypt was also a place of slavery, which Moses led the Hebrews from across the Red Sea through the wilderness to the door of the Promised Land. Joseph and Mary would also flee the wrath of Egypt by leaving Egypt and ending up in Nazareth of Galilee. There, Jesus would safely grow up and continue his mission, first in Galilee, which represented the place of the Gentiles. Jesus' ministry there 
led to the mission to all the nations. Then, abruptly, Herod died. Herod had represented all the opposition that would crop up throughout Jesus' ministry, culminating in his violent death. The simple words, Herod died, conveyed the coming kingdoms end of such powers, the end of their plots and schemes, and the end of their pretense and brutality. Putin and the world's despots will die. Others equally evil may rise in their places temporarily, but in the coming kingdom, all will die, and there will be an end to domestic and other abuses, violence in our streets and in our homes, countries violently opposing one another. One day, we hope and pray, there will be an end to the darkness that threatens to overcome us. In the meantime, Isaiah's suffering servant suffers with us and protects us till one day he will redeem us from our suffering and death. Maybe in our lifetime, maybe in his own timing. Our response is to believe in him, trust and worship him, and finally, to obey him. Listen to his voice within scripture, through proclamation of the word, or through our own prayerful personal encounters with his spirit. Do what he says, all the while working in our daily lives and in the world for the realization of Christ's promises of new life and new beginnings for us all, both in this new year of 2023 and in the days to come. May the word of God be blessed to our hearing and our understanding. Amen.
let us say what we believe using the words of that ancient creed, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now bring our gifts to God. You may come forward to use the offering plates, or you may give online or by mail. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver.
gifts, may they be used for the work and mission of our church so that they may bring glory and honor to your name. Amen. Let us pray. We thank you, God, for everything we delight in. Sunlight, when it comes during these winter days. Color, in nature and art. Rhythm, in poetry and music. Good humor, work well done, love and friendship new beginnings, and new life this first day of the new year, and all your gifts to body and soul. Most of all, we delight in your salvation, the knowledge of your love, the assurance of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Savior, we commend to you those who work in harsh conditions and those who have no work, those whose lives are drab and gray, those whose poor health takes away delight in living, those who are lonely, those who have no home of their own, Grant them the human help and comfort which they need and the spiritual encouragement which will enable them to live with hope and courage for the sake of Jesus Christ who leads us to salvation. We pray for the elderly, asking for them clear faith and human support. We pray for those in middle years, asking for them wisdom in their choices and the recovery of a sense of wonder. We pray for the young, asking for them good opportunities and that their ambitions include the desire to serve. May we all continue to seek the God of every age made known in Jesus Christ, the greatest friend of all. We bless you, God, space maker, cloud rider, earth lover. We bless you for the great company of saints who have gone before us and now delight in your presence. With them we honor and praise your holy name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as they were taught to pray, so do we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
as a charge, our founder read online from our Presbyterian news site a work by Howard Thurman called The Work of Christmas, so I will read it to you. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among others, to make music in the heart. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make God's face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.